0: Hello everybody, it's Ford. I'm sorry if you were expecting Jack, however, I want to just thank our lovely patrons before today's show starts. Aaron Sabo, Adrian Frisbee, Connor Fox, Dylan Beauchamp, Emery Silvers, Jace Pastris, Jan Loney, Juno, Jupiter McIntyre, Olive Wolf, Prozac Haven, and Saffron. Thank you all so much for supporting Bramrock Presents, and let's get on with the episode.
1: This recording is regarding the breakthrough two days ago and the resultant change in my research plans. I find myself in the rare position to allow a healthy amount of optimism. After the surprising results of project number M1212, the previously unsuccessful NeuroConnection tech, I knew immediately that I wanted to continue in this vein of research. Specifically, I am interested in the way Algernon managed to recall one of Krober's memories for himself. I was unsure of how to proceed, however, since the only information I had from m 12 and 2 was a diagram of the setup and a page of a half-assed incomplete notes. What the Nemesine Corporation has in funds, they certainly lack in proper documentation. However, my engineer Warren recalled seeing some related project files in the prison library. Right now, Dr. Kane is bringing the old experiment files along with any equipment that is referenced in them. Hopefully the new information will point us in a productive direction and give us the ability to replicate Algernon's memory transfer.
2: Hey boss, Looky what I got!
1: Excellent, bring it over. Will do. Let's see what we got here.
2: The AC is the main difference between this here and the beta model we used for the last experiment. It allows for more power, but it's not compatible with the DC outlets in the lab. No worries, though. I can have an adapter rigged up in just a couple hours. Do the files line up with our goals?
1: M1342. Yes, this is all quite promising, actually. Go ahead and replace the outlet, and gather the rest of the equipment.
2: Will do, boss.
1: The older documents not only confirm my progress, but also have more information on what I can expect in terms of side effects on my subjects. The study does cut off rather abruptly, and there is nothing describing the long-term effects of the experiment. However, there will be more than enough time for me to document new results. I must say, I am looking forward to making some actual progress.
3: Will you
4: get off me? This protocol, you- Okay, but we're here now.
3: Alright! Dr. Huxley, you have them for the day. Lucky us.
1: Hey fellas, come on in. Yes, the experiment is already set up. Let's not waste any time. This looks familiar.
2: It's nearly identical to the last experiment. The main difference is the power outlets. I replaced some of them to get more power. Also, the placement of the transmitters is going to change when we hook you up. And Dr. Huxley might have tweaked some things on his end. Why are we doing the same experiment twice?
1: We're going to do the previous experiment in the exact same manner, but this time, we're going to focus on accessing Jules' memories rather than just your thoughts. Orin has looked up the equipment of an older experiment. No! I beg your pardon?
3: I said no. I don't want people rooting around in my head. <laughs> That's
2: what this project is all about, though. Then
3: I'm not participating in this experiment.
1: Bye. I didn't think we could just... You can't just leave. Stay here. Krober, Miss Krober, wait.
3: I'm not doing that experiment.
1: You've got nowhere to go.
3: I'm going to walk around until someone finds me and locks me back in my cell then. I'm not setting foot in that lab.
1: Please, Miss Cober. Jules, I just want to talk off the record. I want you to know that I understand the reservations you might have, and I understand your refusal to participate. Thank you. However- Here we go. However, I would like you to know that it would mean a lot to me if you did join us.
3: Why would I do shit for
1: you? Because we're all currently stuck here together. And doing these experiments at least allows us to use our time in a way that might have a positive impact for people on Earth. Plus, it's it's, it's better than doing nothing.
3: I'm sure it is. You know what else is better than doing nothing? Watching paint dry. committing arson. Putting on an entire stage production headed by Hugo himself.
1: Yes, they would enjoy that.
3: Do you hear me laughing? I'm not joking, Huxley. I would sooner throw myself into a black hole than do anything for you.
1: The people we're helping include Iris, you know.
3: Excuse me? You've got a lot of nerve saying that name as if you know anything! I am going put
1: you in solitary confinement for over a month. <clears throat> You're right. I don't know anything about this Iris person but you should also know, I don't care to know anything about them. Your personal life serves me no purpose beyond Vic's ability to access it remotely.
3: And why should I believe you?
1: Because you know I don't lie. Not convincingly, anyway.
3: That's still not reason enough to participate. We
1: don't have the luxury of this kind of choice, Jules. If you walk away, there will be someone to take your place. Someone new and probably worse. And I can't control what will happen to you. Worse how? Mix Algernon enjoys working with you. So does Dr. Kane. So do I, despite your efforts. Fine. And if you leave now, when this experiment is a success, your replacement will know how to access memories. And who knows who that person could be? I'm sure you have memories you want to keep locked up tight for whatever reason. God knows I do as well. But do you think you could sleep knowing that someone out there has the opportunity to access that? Psychological warfare doesn't work as well on those who know its mechanics.
3: The hell does that mean?
1: Knowing how this technology works is going to help you protect yourself from its use. Others too, if you come back with me.
3: All of this is pretty dependent on your group project actually working.
1: I'm going to do my job whether or not you're participating or not. But you won't have any control on what happens afterwards. Not if it's not you, Jules.
3: That's a threat.
1: That's a fact.
3: Fine. I'll consider
1: it. Thank you.
4: Are you actually a good cook? Huh? Jewel said you said something about... Uh, never mind.
2: No, I'm a great cook. More of a baker, actually. First prize in the Indiana State Fair Pie competition.
4: Huh. You should make something sometime. Take the edge off the fact that you're basically committing legalized torture. Uh.
2: <laughs> uh we're not here to torture you, Vic. We're, we're here for science!
1: Hello? Where's Jules? There's been a change of plans. Miss Cobra has gone back to her cell for the time being. Our procedure is going to be modified so that we aren't bringing her in until we have a clear idea of how the recall process works and how to control it. For now, Miss Algernon, you will be reading your own mind for us. You
4: know, the average non-sciencey person would call that thinking.
1: (laughs) It will be much more involved than that. Similar to the way you access Jules' memory, but it will be your own instead. We're going to run both channels into your brain and reduce the electrical current to compensate. Assuming that's possible. Uh, yeah. Doesn't sound too hard. Good. Dr. Kane and I will need the day to prep for these changes, so it appears that you have the day off. But you guys already strapped me into the chair. Well, it appears that now we're going to unstrap you.
0: Done already?
1: We've postponed. Take back to his cell.
0: Shutting sure dog.
1: That's it? Really? Keep taking your vitamins. It's like a little vacation for you both. How lovely.
3: It's only so that they can come back twice as obsessed with poking around in our memories. They're just doubling down is all.
4: Mm -hmm. Still, you have all day to relax. Don't look a gift horse in the eyes. It's mouth, Victor, every horse I have ever been gifted has had... The most terrifying gaze in the solar system. It's an eleven-way tie between all the horses. I know what I said.
0: Hi, Smith. Right this way.
4: Sorry, darlings. I'm wanted elsewhere. Vic, help yourself to anything in my pantry. What?
3: The you hell? don't even have a
4: pantry. It's just a cardboard box under their bed where they keep a bunch of weird old people crackers.
3: Are they any good? The crackers? No. Too bad. Hey, uh... Thanks.
4: For what?
3: For letting Huxley walk around in your head instead of mine.
4: I didn't really have a... You're welcome.
3: You could've walked out like I did, or fought back, but you didn't.
4: You care a lot more about keeping your secrets than I do. Come to think of it, I don't have all that many secrets
3: nothing in your past you don't want the head neurologist of Nemesine prison to see, huh?
4: Maybe. But I don't think they'll come up.
3: And if they do? If they see? Then they see. Huh. You must not have anyone counting on you.
4: Not anymore. Another package came for me. I was starting to get worried my man on the outside had found... Uh... Oh Well, another man on the outside But look, there's a letter and everything What does it say? Noisy, noisy Oh, and new pillows. Because in my last note I was complaining about how much my back hurts on these beds Look, feel how soft
3: How is this allowed? Who
4: said it was allowed, Jules dear? There's a new robe too With pockets Is there anything? I don't know Shareable in there? Mm. Some caramels. Would you like one? Are they the kind he sent last time? Of course. Then no. Hmm.
3: So, do you know what happens now? Now what? Now the great Dr. Huxley has to change his evil master plan.
4: Well, it seems like the psychic world domination might take a little longer than he was expecting. (sighs) (laughs) They're rebuilding the transmitters, probably just reconfiguring the AC channel so that it loops back on itself instead of bouncing between two subjects. It's not hard to do, but it is a little risky, especially when you factor in the natural electricity and, like, the air in your brain. Uh,
3: I don't don't need the whole blueprint.
4: Sorry. It's Uh, But they're doing the stuff they planned for us today, just tomorrow, and without half of their data pool.
3: Well, sucks for them. Yeah? Sucks for you. Sorry that you have to do this alone, but I can't. You understand, right?
4: Yeah. Can, can I ask you a question? Shoot. Where was that place I saw in your memory?
3: The, the place I grew up.
4: It, it seemed nice.
3: It wasn't. But I guess that part was.
2: This is Warren Kane recording the first entry of an engineer's log for our modifications to the formerly defunct project M1342. Was that professional enough?
1: It was before you asked me that.
2: Uh, right. Um, the major change I'm making to the original apparatus is cutting out the second person. My current plan is to rebuild the transmitters. If I reconfigure the AC conductor so that the current loops back in on itself, instead of bouncing between two subjects, we should be able to recreate the... <clears throat> Mix Algernon's little trip into Miss Kerber’s mind, but as a trip into his own. There is, of course, the risk of AC backing up and interacting negatively with the electric currents in the subject's mind... But our ability to direct a current like this, not to mention the insulation, has come a long way since the study was first conducted. I'm not worried. In fact, my only major concern is untangling this massive clump of wires. Is this really how they decided to store these? I can't tell where one ends and the others begin.
1: It helps if you don't just pull at them like a madman. You don't like me very much, do you? I respect the contributions you have made to my department. You're a capable engineer, and your previous knowledge on the prison and prisoners have been helpful. I don't like anyone further than I can trust them to help me get things done. That didn't really answer my question. If you can get a pen through some of the knots, it'll give you leverage and free up some space to work. Thanks. I take it Dr. Dent must have been from later. I
2: guess. Ziva's a lot like you, married to their work, you know. But they were a lot more talkative about it, I guess. You kind of just sit in your room or in the lab and talk into this recorder thing, and Z was more interested in sharing with the class. Said he wanted to take advantage of all the resources Nemesine had to offer. Of course, one of those resources was a pack of neural explosives. I know and... the
1: rest. Yeah. I'm not in the habit of taking feedback from eugenicists and war criminals.
2: Then you're setting yourself up for a long, lonely stay here. I'm kind of used to the unfriendly type around here, but I don't think you're unfriendly. That's why you let Jules go. What do you mean? You could have forced her to stay. You're an authority here.
1: I'm an authority everywhere. I'm working with two uninformed, unconsenting subjects, and I certainly don't want to be. I'm only here until I can get a job back on Earth again. Somewhere with bylaws and expectations. If I have the chance to make Faker Jewels a little informed, give them a little bit of agency, I'm going to take
2: it. Even if it means overhauling your whole project? Yes. Like I said, you're so sweet, it's almost sick. Well, at least by prison standards. How did a good guy like you end up in here anyway? How did you end up here? <laughs> uh, same as Hugo, I guess. I'm here to make friends. Explain how this works again. The first machine we used had an electrical current that traveled directly from one subject to the other and allowed one brain's natural pulses and fires and jazz into another. Vixen to
1: Jules, essentially.
2: Your theory is... That their
1: brain chemistries also naturally played off of each other.
2: Right. This baby uses AC, which changes the directions constantly and would allow the two brains to interact on a more equal playing field. What we're doing now is forcing Vic's brain to interact
1: with itself, trapping them in a feedback loop, so to speak. I don't like that word, trapping. His ability to come out of whatever disassociated state this forces him to enter, that's guaranteed, right? Don't worry,
2: I got that part under control. Right. Competent engineer, remember? Right. Hey boss. I think I'm starting to make a dent in this wire mess. <laughs> dent. Get it? Like, like Dr. I dent.
0: <laughs> Today's episode was written by Jack Loney and IJ Stevie. It featured Leland Heed as Victor Algernon, Serena Johnston as Jules Krober, Varazima as Dr. Huxley, Finn Carter as Warren Kane, E.G. Tariku as Hugo Highsmith, and Stoker Leopold as The Guard. Our music is done by Sloan Van Dyke. You can find her as at Sloanex on Spotify, and our editing is done by Stoker Leopold. If you want to support BrainRot Presents financially, you can donate to our Patreon at BrainRotPresents, or if you only want to donate one time, you can support our fundraiser. You can also find us at BrainRotPresents, that is, Presents with No Ease, on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. Alrighty, then. Just have to wait until Agent May gets back. That shouldn't be too hard, right? Uh it's so boring here. There's gotta be something for me to do, right? Let me just... Huh. This wasn't here before. I think I've seen this code before. I'll have to give it to Phoebe. She might be able to... I don't know. I know there's something wrong with this town, Rose. Of course I do. Not just the people, but... Well... Some days... I step outside and it feels like there's something lurking right beneath my feet. As if the ground is just waiting for the opportunity to swallow me whole. Though, can I be honest? I think that same thing is what's keeping me here. Maybe... Maybe it's because I know how much you'd love it. Even with its weird quirks. Rose, I wait, there's it's it's a photograph of oh, God, I don't know what it Dude. It looks like hey, it should be. Alright, alright. Geez, I... sorry. Whatever it was, sounds like it could be important though, right? I mean, it wasn't there before. We can worry
3: about that later. We have a job to do.
0: Oh, we have a job to do. <laughs> yeah, all right, fine. Let's go.
2: The Heart of Ether is a mystery and horror podcast made by Three-Eyed Frog Presents. Stop by the quaint forest town of Dotler, Washington every other Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Stay safe out there.